Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know. Hey there, this is Hugo, Hugo Burnham from the Gang of Four, and you are listening to Only Three Lads podcast. Keep listening. We just couldn't stay away from you. It's the only no. Three Lads podcast where we usually take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. I am Uncle Greg. Of course, we have the Rockter, mm -hmm. the Professor. The Knight. Yeah, God, you've got a lot of good titles going on. It's Brett Vargo. The Irresistible Brett Vargo. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. It is true. You know, it seems oh, like, you, you know, we had just done a, a, you know, our weekly podcast and I couldn't stay away from you. And so we said, hey, let's Likewise. do a special episode. I guess this is 111 right now because the Cruel World Festival is finally here after years oh, man. of delay because of COVID. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, Colin. It's finally Two happening. Years. Two years in the making. What makes you most excited about the Cruel World festival this weekend well i mean first of all that it's actually happening and although we have a couple of disappointments from the original lineup that was announced a couple of years ago first of all gary newman dropped out long ago for some reason he couldn't make it echo and the Bunnymen, they are having visa problems so they're not going to make it unfortunately they were one of the bands that i was uh, most looking forward to seeing but i mean just the fact that it is actually upon us I worried that when it was canceled, um, I guess, 2021, that it was never going to happen. And here we yeah, are. Yeah, no, I was worried about that, too, because what I'm so excited is that two days, I know Saturday's completely sold out. Yeah. I mean, this is the Rose Bowl. And then you have on Sunday, it's just about sold out from what I understand, if it's not yeah. already. And uh, the biggest, I guess, thrill that I get out of this is to see that there is such a market for this music, for people to go out and want to see these bands maybe relive their college days or kind of go back to when, like, before they had those mortgages and exes and bosses and just to, you know, just to go have a good time and just escape. You know, I mean, there is, all, I, I guess, a lot of people when they were in college or maybe when this music first came out originally in the 80s, now they're dinks, dual income, no kids. There is such a market for this. And I think that this maybe will open up the eyes of some people. If you're noticing, there are a lot of alternative stations now that are kind of going back to like being classic alternative mm -hmm. stations because they went like all filling the frequency here and they're just playing all this new stuff, which a lot of it's great. But I think that a lot of stations, they seem soulless because they do that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like you got to build a house. You got to put the foundation. Well, this is the foundation of new wave and goth and um, just some great music that I think the 80s is one of the best decades for music. But I'm a little biased because I'm Gen X and it's the music that I grew up with when totally I was well, a and teenager. It is very encouraging to see because so many of the like, 
you know, new alternative formatted radio. It was getting very formulaic. It was boring. Right. I mean, they weren't really digging for the, the, the cutting edge music anymore. It was just more of, hey, let's play the same 15 songs. It's basically the same format as any pop station, except a different genre, I guess. Yeah, I think that I've said this before because a lot of the uh, alternative music for a while there, it sounded like you were on a bird and the bird was flying and you're just supposed to, wee, this is, you know, there's no edge to it. Let's go have some kale and then we'll write something in all caps about the environment, you know? No, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. That's what I'm looking for like it used to be, you know? I'm wondering what uh, music you're hearing that, you know, makes you feel like you're floating on a bird that sings about the environment in all caps. You know, because like you have like shoegaze or you have like dream pop and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, it became like this. I, I don't know how to describe it because in my head right now, because of course, you know, this is a weekday and uh, my brain isn't like working as well as it should because I've been at work all day. Uh, but um, gosh, it's just, you know, it's kind of like just that 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 music that's like atmospheric and it okay. just gives you know it's like a bunch yeah. of space in it but th there's nothing in the space it's just right, and, right right you know a lot of synth pads yeah what i want is like danger i want to jump off the cliff i want you know someone screaming somebody who's upset somebody like emotion not i'm Floating through the air, emotionless. Ooh, that has legs. Well, Although, hey, the scurvy that, that, man, maybe that that's could what have been I... a direct rip of Christopher Cross's sailing. No, could no, not, not not no. Uh, sticks come sail away. I'm Ooh. floating away. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's I what's going through my head. I, there, there are some good sticks songs. Mister mm. Roboto's not Mi one. Mister Roboto, I think, is the the one stick song because it is so ultra cheesy yeah well that i i can get behind it and the video and the whole like overblown bombastic stage show around it and stuff so i mean bring on some mr roboto the rest well, of the stuff can frankly burn that's why dennis well see i'm the exact opposite dennis the young that's why they kicked him out of the band because mr roboto he wanted to be doing musicals didn't want to rock and roll on stage and yeah well i know. mean if it's a musical about a robot then <laughs> yeah and a japanese robot to boot yeah come on and do you know where mr roboto came from i have no idea somebody's warped mind right well it was in world war ii they would put kilroy is here mr roboto oh. and it would freak people out i guess like the japanese it was something from what oh. i understand don't what i got though that's like the robot that's like foo fighters foo fighters was ufos in world war ii oh see i thought they were german firefighters no no, th th those no. are German firefighters. The Foo Fighters or something else. No, well, the things you find out. I could be wrong. You might want to Google all this because I sound very convincing with my BS at times. You do. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd believe anything you said right about now. <laughs> let's get back to the cruel world. Yeah, let's get back to cruel world. You know, one of the things that strikes me about this cruel world lineup, though, and for those of you who maybe have been under a rock, and I, I understand that, you know, not everybody's from Southern California. There are people coming from all over the globe to witness this lineup, though. So just a rundown of who is going to be there. It's it's basically a lineup that exists in classic alternative fans' darkest, well, deepest no, dreams. darkest. You're no, talking darkest. Well, wet well, dreams. Say okay. it. Okay, we'll say it. 
We'll say it. Wet dreams. Okay. <laughs> but Morrissey. Hey, wait, wait, wait. You're, you what? are the moral compass of the show. How dare you say stuff like that? Well, Leave it, it to me. I was coached. I know. I, I, I led you into it. I, I apologize. That was my fault. Uh, the Vargo family, he didn't mean to. It was my fault. I apologize. Thank you. Thank you for owning up to that. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm trying to be a bigger person. It's 2022, <laughs> man. The Cruel World Festival is here. I want to be a good person. It is, but but let's talk about this lineup. <laughs> Morrissey, Bauhaus, Blondie, Devo, Psychedelic Furs, Violent Femmes, The Church, English Beat, Public Image Limited, The Damned, Gene Loves Jezebel, Berlin, Missing Persons, Christian Death, and that's just the bands from the 80s. Yeah. Right? So then you also have some of the newer bands that kind of, I, I guess, fall into the Dark wave, synth pop, goth type realm, drab majesty, 45 grave, London after midnight, black marble, black audio. Really cool. I mean, this is fantastic. And it doesn't feel like an exercise in nostalgia. You've seen these bills that are coming out where it's like, hey, it's the 80s cruise with the basis from Kaja Gugu. Yeah. No, now the basis from Kaja Gugu would actually be the best part. Exactly. The tambourine player from Kaja Gugu. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I, you know, I get it. But I, hopefully now like the Cruel World Festival, maybe not play in, you know, Omaha. Maybe in Phoenix, it might not even play because we didn't have good alternative stations in the 80s that really gave us this music until the later 80s and yeah. then the 90s. And so that's why Southern California, you know, like if you think of the uh, Depeche Mode, big Pasadena show, was it in Pasadena? Remember that one where they probably the biggest show they ever had? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so like stuff like that could happen in Southern California because that's where these radio stations, that's where the totally. genesis all was. So probably Chicago, New York, maybe Miami. I don't know about the radio stations there. Maybe Dallas. There might be some big cities that they could bring this to. But what the good idea or the good thing is, is like what we were saying before, is that people can see the marketability of these bands and maybe bring them to a town near you. And you can go and see these bands and be blown away because these musicians, you know, they're from the old school. And just like anything, they they had artist development. They went on the road for two years before they did their first album. And these guys are and gals are the top musicians of their genre and so i think that seeing them live would be a real good treat absolutely well and i was wondering if this was going to be a one-time thing or if it would be a, a recurring annual thing going forward because it it has been a success i would say based on ticket sales hopefully the event itself is and they actually did post because echo and the Bunnymen had to drop out due to visa issues that they would be on the bill for 2023 so, I mean, they pretty much let the cat right. out of the bag that this is going to be at least returning next year. Any bands that would be on your wish list for future? Of course, the Smiths. Let's get them back together. Yeah. I'm All just right. saying, oh, you said a How wish about list. How realistic? Uh, 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 Kaja Gugu. I think that. Okay. Um, I would say Duran Duran would be good at this show. That'd be a good one. Um, let's see. Uh you know, from some of the labels stuff that we talked about before, how about Reckless Eric to uh, take a take a, a set? That'd be fun. There's just a million of them. I, I mean, there's... Yeah. You know, because a band like The Cure or Depeche Mode might be too big for a festival-type show like this. Well, they don't I was thinking, them. like, New Order would be good. Yeah. The Chameleons? Sure. OMD? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love for, you know, Altered Images is uh, back together in sort of a, a a revamped version. I'd love to see Altered Images someday. A couple of new bands that I was thinking would be a nice fit for a show like this would be uh, Boy Harsher, Desperate Journalist. There's a lot of great bands that are kind of in the same idiom. Yeah, that's the great thing about these big festivals is that the promoter doesn't have to pay the huge, huge amount for like a Depeche mode or probably, you know, Duran Duran would want a million bucks, I'm sure. Probably Depeche yeah. mode too. And you could probably get probably, you know, Morrissey is the headliner this weekend. I bet they probably paid him 250 Maybe. That, probably. You know, well, you know, Duran Duran are big rock and roll Hall of Famers now. So, you know, they may be too yeah. big for uh Well, they could probably like fill uh, the Rose Bowl themselves. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, well, I don't know I in 2022 or 2023 if they could fill the Rose Bowl. Yeah, but they can't still fill stadiums. They're going on tour this summer with Chic again. And I saw that show probably 2017, yeah. 2018. Wow, amazing. And the crowd is so into it. Like you, I was so blown. I went by myself because I like to do things by myself. Awkward pause. As we know. See, I was waiting for something, but nothing came from you. But no, because I just I just do. And so I went to the show by myself. But what's so cool is to see different generations of these young women. You know, like you have like your mom and then, you know, the teenage daughter. And they're both yeah. freaking out because Duran Duran's on stage because John Taylor walked out and he's doing a bass line. And mm. um, so it's just, you know, you could tell that mom got the kid into it. And it's just a generational thing for them. And it's so cool. Still hot. Uh, John Taylor? Sure. All right. They all are. Mm, they're starting to look. I mean, I don't know if you saw the thank yous and stuff. They're definitely looking like they're in their 60s, which is fine. Okay. And they look better than me. I'm just saying. But, um, wow. It's like if you look back. Um, God, there was somebody recently. Oh, there was a fighter, a UFC fighter. They had like side by side from like 2018 to 2022 that yeah. guy looked like he aged 40 years man really was it crack off no it was not okay it was i think i can't think of his name i had maybe i'll look it up i'll tell you oh I'm the and i don't know off. why i even brought that up but i'm just saying the great thing about these shows is that some of these people are getting older and some of the people are having their goodbye tours and this is maybe one of your last chance to go and see them because when you hit your 60s, you know, everything's going great. And the next thing you know, aneurysm. Boop. Well, I've had the pleasure of seeing probably more than half the bands individually. But you're right. I mean, the chance to see everybody together and who knows how long some of these bands are going to be active. Believe me, I am not missing this opportunity. Yeah. No, I think it's a lot of fun. And it's kind of like a Lollapalooza. And uh, just the event when you get there is going to be fun. Totally. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be hot. Sets are going to be abbreviated. Most of the sets are going to be 40, 50 minutes. In some cases, some of the, the bands playing earlier, are like 25 minutes. Yeah, I'm blown but away you know by what? that. That's that's cool. That's well, cool. You know what that means is that they're going to be playing a lot of their great songs one after another. Yeah. You're not going to have, here's a new song off our latest album. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, let's go pee. You know, I think you're yeah. going to hear you, banger, banger, you, banger. Yeah, you're not going to get too deep. Yeah, not going to no, get too deep. No, because that's enough. And of course, I think this is a good launching pad. Like I said, after this cruel world, you're going to see how marketable some of these bands are. And they're going to go back on tour and they're going to be doing theaters or stadiums or 
maybe mm-hmm. many festivals that won't be as big, maybe not as many bands, maybe only one stage or two stage instead of three like this weekend. But I still think that um, a lot of these bands are great to go see. Absolutely. And today, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about the five bands that we most want to see at the festival this weekend. Yeah. Now, I have to admit that there is one band on my list that probably doesn't fall into the Only Three Lads era. It's okay. So uh, the way how I thought of it is like, I'm going to go, and so and I'm just going to have my day there. So, of course, I don't know what time the gates open, but I think the first band goes on at 12.05. Yeah. So knowing me, I probably would go work out in the morning and then um, try and figure out, because, you know, like, when do you take your nap as a, you know, people our age? Find a tree somewhere. Yeah, so exactly. So I would definitely have a real, go to bed real early, get up, go to the gym, relax, and then probably get there right about noon. Because I want to get there as some bands are playing, but I want to walk into music. I don't want to, and the bands who are playing the first on the stage, I have no idea, but I would, I'm always pleasantly surprised when I stumble on somebody who I have no idea who they are. And totally. then you're like blown away. So I'll just tell you the the very first band on the lineup that I'm going to go see that I have to go see, uh, that's going to be on the sad girls stage. And uh, they're going to start playing at four fifteen, and that's black audio. They have a 30-minute set. Now, of course, Black Audio is the electronic duo of Danny Havoc and Jade from AFI. So a lot of the uh, people who like AFI, but it's not like AFI. It's totally different, but it's awesome. And, I, I you know, I have uh, can't believe that these guys have been around as this Black Audio for like 15 years. Wow. I remember when Sex Cells came out, and I remember pre-ordering uh, material. Been a big fan of this band for a long time. Um, so I definitely would have to go watch their whole set. And, uh, so, and I'm also going to give my predictions for the last song that they're going to end their set on. And my guess is, and this is a long shot with black audio, but in 2009, they did a really good version of no new tale to tell from love and rockets. And if you've never heard black audios version of that song, do yourself a favor and listen to it. So that's my prediction, how they're going to end their set. No new tale to tell, but that's a maybe. I'm not 100% sure on that one. All right. Sounds great. So Black Audio. That's who Black I want to first see. Black Audio, B-L-A-Q-K. K. And 415 on the Sad Girls stage. Well, I'm going to stay over at the Sad Girls stage for the headliner on that stage. I know who that is. Performing at 850. So my number five is Blondie. Yep. Yep. Now, I've seen Blondie numerous times. Most uh, recently, pre-pandemic in 2019, they were playing with Elvis Costello. So, I mean, that, of course, is a show that I'm going to go see. So why should I really still care about seeing them in 2022? Well, first of all, Debbie Harry, at nearly 77 years old. 77? 77 years old. Remember that she has been around since the 60s in the band The Wind and the Willows. But she remains a magnetic presence whose voice is still largely intact. Second, anytime you have an opportunity to see one of the greatest, if not the greatest living rock and roll drummers, Clem Burke, Mm -hmm. in action, you take that opportunity. Third, and it feels weird now calling this a new album because it's five years old. Amazingly, it feels like it just came out yesterday. But uh, 
2017's Pollinator, to me, is the best of their post-80s albums. So I'm really excited because their most recent album is really good. I love Chris Stein. He is not going to be touring. No. He has a heart heart condition. So I wish him all the best. But here's the other reason why I am excited to see Blondie this time out. Because his replacement is none other than former Sex Pistol Glenn Matlock. Wow. Yeah. So that's really cool. I've never seen actually any of the Pistols, and that might be a precursor to another band. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But seeing Glenn would be very cool. And I'm also a a fan of his other band, his post-Sex Pistols band, The Rich Kids. So- that makes it doubly cool to see Glenn. But one way or another, see what I did there? I did. I'm going to see Blondie. Very good pick. Thank you. I didn't know Deborah Harry was 77. She will be 77, I believe, next month, July. It's it's, it's not too far. Seven, in the well, I don't know. Wow. A gilf. <laughs> could be a could be a gilf. A gilf. Yeah, you never know. But every time I think of her, you know, Mick Rock, the rock photographer from he's big in the 70s. He's got if you can ever Google Mick Rock, Deborah Harry pictures. Mm-hmm. Gosh, she is just she knocks the wind out of you looking at those pictures. Yep. She was just so beautiful. And I'm Stenna. sure. she's Yeah. Wow. And of course, Clem, he's been playing with the Go-Go's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he's got double duty. I mean, the Go-Go's are on this uh, on, on this festival, but he's been busy working. So good for him. All right, so after Blocka, you know, audio, uh, after they get off stage, I'm going to walk over to the Outsiders stage and start watching Public Image Limited. But that's not the band that I'm dying to see, though I, I'd be very happy to see, again, Johnny Rotten right there on stage. It'd be so cool. But um, I'm going to be there for the church. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, gosh, just we talked about the dream pop or the dream, you know, just the indie rock from what they were. Uh, I just have to be there when they, you know, start the guitar for Reptile. And, uh, I would just, I just want to see that whole set and drink it in. Um, you know, they're from Sydney, Australia, uh, probably back in the eighties. I didn't really pay much attention to them. I knew their songs. Cause of course, how did you not know their songs listening to the radio? That's like a band who's evolved since then. since we've known them for their big songs. And uh, my guess is that they're going to end their set with Under the Milky Way tonight. Could be. I think that's a better one than probably No uh, New Tale to Tell for Black Audio. And they hit the stage at 5.50, again, the outsider stage. So that's where I'd be. I did not pick the church on my list, although I am absolutely going to see them and nothing is going to stop me and I can't wait. Now, the thing about the church is that the lineup now, it's really just Steve Kilby. He's the only one remaining from, you know, that classic lineup. But I mean, talk about a band with staying power. They have been releasing albums for more than 40 years now. Mm -hmm. I don't really think they've ever put out a bad album. So you're right. They've constantly evolved. Their music is substantially less, I guess, poppy. They're not writing hits anymore. It's very, you know, psychedelic and atmospheric and still brilliant. Great band. Great band. Great pick. Thank you. All right. So for number four, I'm going to pick the Psychedelic Furs. 
And let's see, you're so good having all these set times uh, close at hand, and I'm not. Oh, they're on right before Blondie on the Sad Girl stage mm -hmm. at 7.30, so plan accordingly. 50-minute set. I last saw them in 2017 at a relatively intimate casino venue. I didn't really know what to expect because I hadn't seen them since they had reformed. The time before I had seen them was 2003, so I guess I was technically after they reformed, but I hadn't seen, seen them in a long time. But I was amazed at how much power they still pack in their live set. Richard Butler is one of those singers who could never really sing well in the traditional sense of the word anyway, so there's really nothing to lose as far as age is concerned. But I do love his voice. And I love the detached emotion that he brings and how it plays in the, the band's overall sound. And I love their newest album, 2020's Made of Rain. Yeah. What a phenomenal album. It sounds like the band not only picked up where they had left off 30 years ago, but they also sound reinvigorated and like they have something still to prove. And I don't really think that we're going to get probably anything from Made of Rain, maybe one song, but that leaves me excited to see this incarnation of the band and see how it all hangs together. So that's my number four. Very nice. Hey, this is Evan from Ducks Limited, and you're listening to the Only Three Lads podcast. Hey, since this is a special episode, let's just blow right on through. Okay, let's you do it. You want to do that? Let's just do blow it. Because I know, I know you people are trying to get into the festival right now. You're trying to figure out where you're going to be. Maybe we can help you out, uh, get you, you know, maybe you're getting primed for the show, you know, pull Drinking those little wines, drinking some beer, some box wine, sucking on a vape, trying oh, to figure out, do you want to eat? Yeah. Do you want to eat the 10 milligram edible? I would go with the five at first. You start low mm -hmm. and then add. Don't start high. It will ruin your day. Uh, that's really? what I heard anyways. Words of wisdom. Yeah. So remember, start slow. It's like you've been speaking Greek. <laughs> yeah. But hey, very intelligent pick because- the next band I'm going to go see after the church on the sad girl stage, the psychedelic first. Oh, well. 50 minutes set again at 730. And how many hits? I mean, from the days, again, before you had a mortgage, a boss, an ex, are you going to hear in that 50 minutes? I mean, this is definitely a beard chugging set singing at the top of your lungs time watching the psychedelic furs. Um, definitely a great band. As you said, packs a punch. And how many hits are you going to hear from the best days of your life when you're at this show? And my bet is that they're going to end the set with Love My Way. Really? That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Yep, I what? don't know. It's a crapshoot. I had I couldn't think. I was thinking maybe, you know, uh, Pretty in Pink. But no, Pretty in Pink's going to be near the front of their set. They're going to start maybe with Pretty in Pink. Yeah, I don't know what would be a good closer for them. I'm thinking maybe like uh, Sister Europe. No, I'm I'm going with Love My Way. Okay. And by any chance, is YouTube going to be doing this where we can watch this? Or we, maybe you could pay somewhere and they're going to have like different bands, different stages, kind of like. I don't know. Not that I've heard. Coachella. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yeah. either. Well, it's the same promoter, right? It's Golden Voice. It's the same promoter as Coachella. So maybe. Yeah. So why don't, well, YouTube paid for it. But even if they said like 10 bucks and you can watch. And they'll pick the cool. stages for you. That I would totally pay that. Maybe that's what. Yeah. Maybe they should do that for twenty twenty three. They might be doing it now. Let's put that in their suggestion box if they're not. Yes, great crossover. 
Okay, so my number three pick is going to be The Damned. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't really know what we're going to get with The Damned. I don't know which version of the band we're getting. I know that they were uh, touring the the classic four-piece lineup uh, with David Vanian and Rat Scabies, Brian James, and Captain Sensible. They are doing one last tour of the UK with the classic foursome. I would love to see them. I know Captain Sensible, or at least I'm 99% sure that Captain Sensible is not going to be there because he too has visa problems. I'm sick of all these visa problems. Just just let him in. But what's the deal? Is it drug uh, convictions or what's the deal? Yeah, probably, huh? But whatever, rock and roll. Come on. I'm with you. Yeah. I hope we at least get to see the rest of them rap Brian and and of course Dave's going to be there because I think that that would be something well worth seeing. I also don't know what their set list is going to contain. I know a few years ago they played Machine Gun Etiquette in its entirety. I know they did a, a largely punk based set of like damn 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 type songs. I don't know if they're going to play more gothic stuff like Phantasmagoria or anything. I don't know but I'm ready for any of it because I've never seen the damned in any incarnation before. I do think that their catalog is rather hit or miss, but one thing that I know they're an explosive live band. So definitely count me in for this one. Number three, the damned. Yeah. I saw that and I thought I would love to see them, but I, they didn't make my top five, but definitely I would stop and have to look because that could be a car crash that you just don't want to miss, but I'm going to put my money on. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, no, I'm, the car crash is a good show. Oh, okay. can it be? Yeah. You're into car crashes. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Blood and guts. After <laughs> I'm done with checking out Psychedelic Furs, I'm going to head over to the Outsiders stage at 8.15 for Bauhaus. I think this is the band I most want to see. Yeah. Because with the connections to Tones on Tail, Love and Rockets, and then, of course, their solo catalogs, Daniel Ash, D- uh, David J, Kevin Haskins, Peter Murphy. I mean, come on. I mean, everybody there has just made bangers. Um, hopefully, they are getting along. I've seen interviews with Peter Murphy saying, we're very polite together, but we can't stand each other. <laughs> so hopefully, they've made it past all that, and they can play a little something from, you know, Tones on Tail, Play Go. Uh, maybe No New Tale to Tell from Love and Rockets, Peter Murphy, Cuts you up. Let's hear all that. And then, of course, the set ender, Bella Lugosi's dead. It's got to be. Got to be. Got to be that one. So Bauhaus, I would definitely love to be at the front of the stage for that one and see all the goth girls. Because there's something to be said about women in black lipstick. I kind of like it. Simmer down, Gramps. Yeah. Simmer down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> French fried potatoes is what I'm going yeah. down, 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 down. No, but really, but Bauhaus, I mean, come on. So so Bauhaus gets an hour and a half hour of it will be Bella Lugosi. Um, the Not second over. half hour. But yeah, but they do have the a one hour, hour set. Yeah. Yeah, so it's one hour. Outsider stage. So I just picked up, so you're going in chronological order then, In right? order. Oh. Yeah, so I think, I think but but I mean, I, I these are the five bands that I'd want to see most. But I think uh, Bauhaus would be the one that I definitely would want to see the most. All right. I like what you're doing here because you're taking the listener through a journey of your day. Right. Now, of okay. course, this is what you do when you start the day. You start looking for people and the tattoos and you can see when, what era they made had those tattoos, right? That's what I'd be, I'd be doing from noon 
till probably Black Audio, walking around, uh, eating, getting some drinks, checking stuff out, looking at all the people. You can tell the people who got the tattoos along the side of their calf. They're from the 90s. Okay. And then you would have the dudes with the tattoos, like the bob wire around their, their bicep. Those were the bra. Bras. That was a, what? About like 1990s. No, that was in the 90s also. Okay. Yeah, everyone started getting those tattoos. So you can really see. And then oh, the tramp stamps, they're going to be a plenty. And um, hopefully, let's just, I'm, I'm really pushing for this. I hope that this kicks off a wave of, um, you know, those, those uh, I forgot what they were called, but kind of like the jeans that were really low riders so that girls can show their midriff. What were they called? So low riding jeans? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They didn't really have almost like, um, I know all the women are now yelling at their phone or however they're listening to this podcast going, they're called blah, blah, blah. Um, but oh, they're saying, what a creep. No, they're saying I had, I used to have those pants and I know what he's talking about. They would wear those pants and then wear like the, the spaghetti strap, um, tank tops and oh, so many beautiful women. And if they have either Alf or where's the beef tattoos and you know that they got those in the eighties. Yeah. Those, those are that's the eighties. Yeah. But if they have the tramp stamp and those tramp stamps going to be everywhere, tattoos everywhere. Now I'm envisioning an Alf tramp stamp. How hot would that be? Not very. Am I right? Am I right, ladies? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that's like kind of like the bobbed wire bicep type of thing. Um, that's one of those mistakes. That's that's like where you get like a kind of like a do-over on top of it. So they were called uh, mid-rise bootcut jeans. So mid-rise jeans. Mid-rise, okay. Maybe waist high. I'm trying to look it up. Okay. But yeah, there was these jeans, man, at least here in Phoenix and where the women I hung around, it was terrible. They had like those like skater jeans with like, they would look like really big that the guys would wear sometimes. Yeah. Again, I can't remember the name of those. Is that jeans. your wheelhouse? No, I never wore those. No. I well, I mean, I, I'm not suggesting that you wore them, but, uh, but as far as like what you like. No, not with dudes. No, I do like the mid-rise jeans where, like I said, the girls you would Definitely yeah. get to see their little tummies and yeah. uh, get to see their back. And I didn't mind muffin okay. top, uh, you know, heck, because I always felt that woman would definitely go drink beer. And so I was down. With an elf tramp stamp. Mm. I don't think I'd go for the elf. Mm. But like the Grim Reaper, that was more my, you know, or something a little bit more evil. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, like a skull. But yeah. a lot of times, you know, there was a lot of good. Let's see. Tramp You're stamps. a dark mother. Um, yeah, I mean, I see, I didn't, I, for me, even now, when I was a teenager, I didn't, I, I was never with a virgin. You know what I mean? Like I was always, I don't know, I was with the, ba I mean, I don't know why I attracted them or I just always just kind of fell into that crowd or fell into that type of woman and they're way more fun. And I, I don't mean just sex wise. I mean, just, I, I, I was kind of a partier and I hung out with party people and um, it was a lot of fun. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Ladies, take note. Well, it sounds like I got herpes, but I don't. But I'm just saying, um, you know, it was just, you know, I, I, you know, like some people, they were with the, uh, you know, like, like the smart crowd or the college crowd or this crowd. Yeah. And then there was the party crowd. I was with the party crowd. And we, you know, where we learned how to roll joints really tight. Um, you know, we went to shows and we just you know went nuts it's a lot of fun 
Yeah. Uncle Greg is single and ready to knock over a liquor store. Uh, ready for a nap. But I like to cuddle during that nap. So if there's anybody who's free, totally done. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So for number two, I am going to go with Public Image Limited. All right. Hitting the outsider stage at 440. I'm not totally enamored with everything they've done, first of all. Basically, here's my dividing line with Public Image Limited. I love their first three records, first issue, Metal Box and Flowers of Romance. I think that they are near perfect. And in the case of Metal Box, I think it is perfect. And then the quality fell down a pretty steep slope for me. But their two albums released in the 2010s, again, they feel like they were just released, but now they're like, I don't know, seven to 10 years old, which is just crazy how fast time goes. Those albums, This Is P.I.L. and What the World Needs Now, defied expectations and were better than they had really any right to be. And also like The Damned, I've never seen Public Image. I've never seen John Lydon in any form. So again, I am totally in for this. And you never know what you're going to get when old Johnny Rodden takes the stage. So um, for me, number two, Public Image Limited, I will be there. Good pick. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I definitely... Would want to see them. A band that didn't make my list, kind of like an honorable mention. I want to go see English Beat. They're on also, I think the Sad Girl stage is my main stage. Um, yeah. English Beat, they're on stage. They got a, uh, looks like a 30 minute set starting at 2.20. Um, but I would also like Berlin. I think I want to stop by that a little bit. Missing Persons. They're on missing at 3.50 at Lost Boys Yeah, stage. I'm looking forward to Missing Persons. That'd be fun. And then if Warren Cucurello, uh, sometimes he joins the band. Does he? Yeah, he does. He hmm. has in the past. There was, I don't know, uh, God, probably about six, seven years ago. I was in LA and I was going to go see Missing Persons, but something came up and I didn't, wasn't able to go. Hmm. Um, but he sometimes joins, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dale Bazio. Dale. Dale Bazio. Yeah. Now, the drummer Bazio, her ex husband, never. Terry. Terry Bazio. What a great drummer, though. Oh, really great drummer. Yeah. Great singer, too. Uh, Frank, uh, what's his face? Frank Zappa. There you go. Thank God you're here. Yeah. See, I, I told you I partied a lot when with the party crowd. You know? Oh. All right. Don't ever change. Oh, no. That's, I, I do need to change. Um, all right. So, Bauhaus. Going to go see them. And then after they're done, I'm walking over there. And I'm bringing Brett a beer because I'm going to start watching Blondie. Oh. Yeah. Again, it's one hour set. They're going to be on the Sad Girl stage starting at 8.50. And again, all the songs that Blondie has in that one hour, wow, it's going to be just banger after banger. Yep. And uh, I think the set ender, my guess, the tide is high. I don't think it will be. Okay. What do you I think? I don't know what it will be. I think it will be an extended version of Heart of Glass. Okay. So you want to put a dollar on this. So if it's anything but the tide is high... I have to give you a dollar. If it's the tightest side, you have to give me a dollar. Okay. All right. We're on. Deborah Harry, hook me up. Deborah Harry, almost 77. Almost. She's 76. You are going to have a little bit of a scheduling conflict here because Bauhaus yeah. ends at 9.15. Blondie starts at 8.50. Are you sticking around for Bauhaus's entire set? And then making a beeline to catch the end of Blondie, or are you leaving Bauhaus early? Depends. 
Now, when if they do have the last half an hour of Bella Lugosi's dead, I will stay for about 19 minutes. Okay. And then I will head over to Blondie. Now, if they're banging it out and they're doing tones on tail and then they're doing no new tale to tell and cut you up and doing all their solo stuff, because Daniel Lash has got a lot of great solo stuff too. I worked with a guy, um, Christopher the Minister, here in in Phoenix when I worked at The Edge. And yeah. uh, for years, he was working with Daniel Lash. He actually got into an accident with him on a California freeway where they got oh. really messed up. Like a vehicle Jeez. flipped over and he like ripped wow. half the skin off his arm because, you know, that's a pretty bad accident. Um, but Daniel Ash has got a lot of great solo stuff too. So hopefully if they're like having fun and enjoying each other's company, if it's just a business deal, then they'll probably do Bella Lugosi's dad. Yeah. And it'll be for like, I don't know. Well, you know, I saw Bauhaus on their first reunion tour. I don't know. That probably could have been 20 years ago. Now time gets away from me. I don't recall them really doing solo stuff because i mean they have a deep enough catalog as a band but they should even with only Make two albums happy and, yeah i know they also have a new song out i did see david J a a few years ago and i mean he did all the love and rocket stuff and was was really cool that was a good set yeah no i would love to see him too i mean the whole yeah. band everybody was cool of course when you see what happened to the band in 83 it was because peter murphy started getting all the attention he did that maxwell commercial if you remember mm-hmm so he does this commercial. He becomes like the face of Max. And they did, they ran these commercials for years. And then the same director who directed those commercials started directing their videos. So of course, Peter Murphy was, you know, up front and it yep. pissed the band off because Peter Murphy wasn't the musician, wasn't writing the songs. He was the singer in the band. And then that started having everything go haywire. And then in 1983, peace out. But he could tell you if it was live or if it was Memorex. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did prove that he could write songs, you know, he and he could. was a musician in his own right. Yeah. But it took him a few years, and then, um, of course, he he's done a, a lot of uh, acting, stuff like that. Wasn't he, what, where did he act in? There was some, like one of those stupid, you know, like uh, Hobbit crap Oh, uh, Alf. No. Oh, okay. Don't matter. He doesn't have an Alf tramp stamp. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Peter Murphy with an Alf tramp stamp. Oh, the mind does wonder, doesn't it? No, sometimes too far. <laughs> All right. Well, my number one is going to be Quillaby. Quillaby? Quillaby. That's their number one band? What time are they on? No, I'm kidding. That's the, if you don't know what I'm referring to, it is the Simpsons parody of Morrissey that uh, got oh. them in very hot water because Morrissey was not happy. Okay, I get it now. Yes, at the depiction, especially when Quillaby comes out at the end, you know, as a uh, fat racist that brings out a sausage gun. <laughs> well, here is the thing, Morrissey. I would love to see him. I've seen Morrissey at Lollapalooza. Yes. Um, all he did was complain the whole time on stage. Yeah. And he played, he wasn't the headliner of Lollapalooza that year, but he played kind of in the evening. It was like the sun was going down. It's Phoenix. So maybe seven, eight o'clock at night. It's still 110 degrees. All he did was complain. I can't believe I'm on stage smelling burning flesh, you know, yep. the hamburgers. And yep. it's like, I got that at Coachella. It's like, dude, yeah. just shut the, just, you know what, twat, shut up. You know, start singing, you know, Smith songs. You know, can you, I, I I don't think it's him. I think it's 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 Johnny Marr who won't ever play with him again. 
But that's what I'm saying. If they could just do, I mean, the, the Smiths can sell out the Rose Bowl if they just all got back together. I've seen Morrissey, I'm in a ballpark probably 20 times. So I've been there, done that. So I actually, I did not pick Morrissey as my number one. Yeah. My number one is yet another band that I have never seen before. Crew World presents a fantastic opportunity to de-evolve with the Mongoloids in D-E-V-O, Devo. Devo. Yeah. So one of the best things about 2022 musically is that the iconic band is back in action for their first trek across the U.S. in eight years. And if their recent set lists are any indication, we're in for a real treat. So for me, Devo is another one of those bands where their debut album, Are We Not Men, and Freedom of Choice aside, they're really a singles band for me, but it looks like their set is just packed with their greatest hits. And um, they also did, when they played Chicago, they had a video intro by none other than Rod Reuter, who a lot of us remember, was the satirical record exec in the Devo music videos. So that would be really cool to see. So hopefully they keep that. The only thing that would have made this show sweeter as if it were a victory lap for a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, but I guess we can't always get what we want. Oops, that was the wrong Stone song. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can't get any satisfaction. So, are we not men? We are Devo. Really, when you think about it, we're all Devo with Alf Tramp stamps, and my number one crew world band to see is Devo. And of course, Devo, they are on the stage for one hour. 6.55 is their set time on the Outsiders stage. Right between the church and Bauhaus. Mm -hmm. Gosh, just even saying this, like reading the transitions on these stages is just mind-blowing. It's going to be a good time. Yes. Very exciting. It's going to be a great time. We hope you all have a good time, whether you're going or not. If you can't make it to the show, I'm sure everything, because this is the world we live in now, will be up on YouTube within a matter of hours. Or, you know, because Twitter, you can follow that on Twitter. I'm sure a lot of people Mm -hmm. will be tweeting. So yep. if you just go into the, uh, you know, the the search and put in "cruel world," and you're going to be getting all kinds of pictures and all kinds of stuff coming, and then hopefully, like I said, I don't know if it is online, but I will have to look and see. And too, I mean, anytime you do anything, because like I don't know if you ever watch. I know you don't, but like the bodybuilding shows, I sometimes watch those. You know, like you watch mm. Mr. Olympia or the Arnold Classic. Um, off. Yeah. Yeah. So what, but like you can like pay 25 bucks and watch it online. Every single big okay. thing like this, yeah. I, I don't know why, or I, I don't know how you would let that fall down because people around the world pay 20 bucks to sit in front of their computer. And, you know, that's what, I mean, Coachella, since it was free, but you know, YouTube probably paid a pretty penny for that one. Oh yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of people that pay $25 to sit around on their computer, but they're not watching Cruel World. Well, or bodybuilding. Wink, wink. Two girls, one cup. Live. Two girls, one cup. Or Alf reruns. Or Alf. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So let's go All down right. our list of the five top bands at the Cruel World Festival that we each want to see. Of course, for me, I'm going to well, start off with English Beat, but then I'm going to be walking around. But then Black Audio, Sad Girls Stage. That's where I'm going to be at 4.15. Then the church at 5.50, Outsider Stage. Psychedelic Furs, they're back on the Sad Girl Stage. That's going to be at 7.30. And then, of course, Bauhaus. Uh, we got them at, uh, looks like, the Outsider Stage starting at 8.15. Blondie, one-hour set there. 
sad girl stage, and I still think we got the Beck going. Set ender, okay. the tide is high. All right. Heart of glass. Now, I feel very disjointed because I jumped around. So my number five was Blondie. Number four, Psychedelic Furs. Number three was The Dam. Number two, Public Image Limited. And number one, Devo. And our crossovers, of course, Psychedelic Furs and Blondie. Yes. And we want to thank you. If you're going to the show or just part of the community, uh, this is our little bonus episode. So thank you for downloading and listening to it. If you can please share it and if you can please rate it and head over to the Facebook page. Uh, give us your five bands that you would like to see at the festival this weekend. And uh, if you do go to the show and see anybody with an only three lads t-shirt on, spark up a conversation. It's for happened sure. before. And it will probably be me because I will be there and I will be wearing my, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be wearing my mod target. Oh, that's a good one. That's sure. That's, that's a real good one you made. It's a real good one. And then what about uh, Julian? Which one is he wearing? Oh, maybe I'll bring one for him. Yeah, totally. I don't know if he has one of his own because I'm a bad father. Oh, gosh. Well, you guys are about the same size, right? Yeah. You know, I got a, I got a few pounds on him, but I think we fit in the same size. Nice. Okay. And then Cindy, what is she wearing? Which one? I uh, don't know. Hmm. I think she ought to wear the one with my face on it. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Hey. You'll come around, Gray. Yeah. You'll come we'll around. See. We'll see. The big festival this weekend, you're there on Saturday. So if you see Brett, yep. make sure to run up, say hello, take a picture with him. Say hi. Yep. Let's get a picture. Let's uh, post it on social media. Let's make this a party. Yeah, very cool. We we are in our element here. Yes, uh, totally. I'm, I'm so excited for this. And I'm like I said, I'm so excited to see where this goes, becomes an annual event. And just like uh, people will find out that this is a very marketable thing, you're going to see more and more of these shows across the country. And uh, hopefully hope. the festivals, you know, start becoming a bigger and bigger thing. Yep. Tambourine player from Kaja Gugu, get ready. Heck yeah. You'll, you're next. Even if you can do that. Well, you know, they did go on tour a few years ago throughout Europe, and they made millions. Millions? Millions. Really? Yeah, Lamal and all those guys and that bass huh. player guy you're talking about. Because um, he plays in a bunch of different bands, that bass player guy. Um, but they all got together. Because remember, they were like um, VH1. You know how they did like yeah. uh, bands, bands reunited? reunited. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. But what they did was they kind of like, they kind of clowned them where the drummer, he owns a production company and they hired him to put set up these drums and they're like, tell him, oh yeah, Kaja Gugu, the original members are going to be here and they're going to be playing. And he was like, what? Like I'm the original drummer type of thing. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then they're like, ah, oh, just, you know, so he set up his drums and play. So it was kind of like one of those things, but. Oh, we punked you drummer from Kaja Gugu. But yeah, but you can tell that the keyboard player and the guitarist hate Lamal with like a passion, but yeah, you know, cause all the other guys grew up together. Like in like the you know, same, he does have that whole never ending story thing. Oh yeah. And he was the one who actually met Nick Rhodes who ah. then got them signed. And you know, cause Kasha Gugu at the get go was bigger than Duran Duran too shy, shy. But yeah. Then they Duran struck Dur- first, right? Yeah. With, I mean, with, with a hit. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course Duran Duran became Duran Duran. Well, well, her name is Rio. And she dances at the Cruel World Festival. All right, we rambled on enough. Everyone, 
Make sure and have a great time this weekend, whether you're at the show or not. Make sure and say hi to Brett. Say hi, please. Is there anything else we need to do? Hashtag cruel world, hashtag uh, Alf Tramp Stamp. And hashtag only three lads. And hashtag wave hello and say goodbye. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.